Good morning and top of the morning to you or whatever time of the day it is in your podcast land. But today, as I go out into the world, I am reminded that I will not be held back by the fear of mistakes, the fear of not being perfect. I will strive to possess the courage to turn my mistakes into strength and take on the wrath and the wisdom to absorb the awareness gained. Now let's go make it a fantastic day. It's time to play hard, work hard. Now, let's play hard. I never let the joker out my sight. Never went broke on an old earthy. Never made a bet so out of line. Till I met you and I hit the ground. And I must say, I've never seen so much weakness in one place. But the 20 inch bicep with no strength. Cause you've been wrapping it around all the wrong things. Uh, and you were singing my praise, saying I'm magic. Welcome to the Crude Life Morning Show. Play hard, work hard. My name is Jason Spies. That is Sterling. Wacky Wednesday coming to you, recorded on a Thursday to be played on a Friday. If I get it done by Friday, because it's Bach and Barbecue Week, and I am just less than... TikTok. Oh, I'm less than 24 hours from stage. Yeah, yeah. Less than 24 hours of taking the stage, but as you listen to it on a Friday morning, I'm going to be less than six hours probably. That's right. Yeah, you'll be hair running around with hair on fire. Listening on the weekend, it was the other day. Yeah, so it was in the past. Say hello from the future. Stop living in the past, man. man. You're living in the past. There'll be all those baked potatoes by then. The double taxed potatoes that I'm finding out about here. Welcome to the Crude Life Morning Show. That is Sterling. My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Play Hard, Work Hard Morning Show, powered by the Crude Life. And yes, coming up a little bit later on, on Friday, June 18th. The real Friday. Is the Bakken Barbecue. And yes, the Crude Life will have at the Tent of Diversity, we will have (laughs) Dapple. BBQ smoked ESG certified potatoes of inclusion. And I see a typo on the banner now. But <laughs> potatoes. Potatoes. There's an extra A in there. So I better make that. Ah, potato, potato. So what we're getting right here, folks, is you're going to, you're, this is behind the MC, behind the graphic designer, behind the chef, <laughs> behind. What you see right over there, Sterling. Oh, yeah. What do you see? You see uh, a it's rutabaga? A, it's a smorgasbord of fruit and this vegetables. This is close to $300 in vegetables and fruit. What are those things that And there's like not bread? any meat. So it's we've got sweet meat. potatoes. Ah, we've got rutabagas. rutabagas. We've got strawberries. We've got cherries. We've got six bags of onions, two or three different kinds. I think I got the Vidalias. I got the whites. I got the yellows. Yeah, it's a, it's be a cold day in hell before diversity. I recognize yellow. <laughs> I see some peppers over there. God, you remember that recession back in 2002 yeah. when we had to wear an onion on our belt? You'll have to be more specific. It was the style of the time. Sty- <laughs> okay, so then what else did I get? Well, we're going to be having our uh, smashed spuds of civility here at the Bakken barbecue are those going to start being available when those are going to start off to be double taxed okay oh no this is gonna be a process here for the smashed spuds of civility so what what these are going to be all right we're we're gonna we're gonna twice bake them okay and then we're gonna double tax them and then we're gonna smash them bam and then we're gonna go grab everybody else's meat and we're going to melting pot it, and it's going to be the most American smash spuds of civility you've ever seen in your life. Oh, look at this. 
It just keeps getting better and better. Take oh. a look at this. Look what came in the mail today. You Wrapped in plastic. Of course. Came delivered overnight. Good thing we paid the extra few bucks so we could get it flown overnight. Yeah. Hey, we got to be green. So <laughs> nothing like getting green yeah. than to fly. Two tons of carbon for your, what, 16-ounce potato clock. <laughs> Wrapped in plastic. <laughs> but damn it, we're going to be ESG oh, certified. Woo. We're going to be green at this barbecue. So much so, we overnighted a potato clock. Nobody has to look at the sun. No. Nobody has to look at their watch. Yeah. They can use the renewable energy of potato power, baby. Is there a wrist version of that that's going to be available? You know, something portable I can carry around on me conveniently? We might have a new marketplace. I okay, see. Could you? Uh, okay, now, do you think we can get... Technology, in, cyclical. Can technology and industry create a device uh -huh. with a renewable battery, like a potato? Like a potato. That you wear around in your wristwatch? See, that'd be awesome. And while it drains the potato and fries it up, at the end, you pull it out like a battery, but you eat it like a French fry. How many potatoes do you think I got to use for a day? Well, there's two on the cover. <laughs> I, are these cups even included? These are just like plastic cups. Like no, you that get I bought a, you at get Walmart. A, you get, it looks like there's a digital display there. Oh, this is... You know what we should do after this? We'll get an experiment going. We'll see how many potatoes we can chain together to make some sort of super clock. Right? Well, they got... Now, on the back, they've got a picture of a lemon. So, apparently, you can hook this up to Dude, a lemon. citrus is powerful stuff, man. It's buoyant. Buoyant. You ever notice that I, when you order a yes. drink, the limes the and the lime, lemons float? Yeah. So if you ever get capsized, grab onto a grab lime. Grab onto a lime, okay. Or a lemon. Right. What if I've saved been by the drinking buoyancy? a lot of margaritas? Do you think that will increase my buoyancy? I think the buoyancy of citrus is going to save your life. So it's going to so, be once bitten, twice baked potatoes. All right. Double taxed. Double taxed. So we've got... Oh man, we're so behind. <laughs> I've got, I, I've delegated a few chores to Mayor Bakken. Yeah, well, <laughs> this is kind of like I'm watching. Not kidding you? This so is, this is like watching PT Barnum put together the circus completely on his own. <laughs> that poor bastard called me today. Mayor Bakken calls me today. Yeah, because what does he have to do, right? Well, he's he's like literally between meetings, and he's only got a couple minutes, and he's just looking for times. Right. When do I got to be there? When can I leave? When is judging? You know, yeah. he's, he's busy as can be. Yeah. So I go, when do you leave in town? <laughs> can you stop and pick us up a tent? <laughs> and I play the dog card because he loves dogs. Okay, okay. So, so I know that if I play the dog card, I'll get him. So you have the poor, busy mayor <laughs> of our capital. The mayor of Bismarck. Of what Bismarck. Who makes like nine grand a year with a parking spot. Hey, with well, that parking spot, though, man, that's a nice building there. <laughs> hey, man, we all know these mayoral jobs is kind of like when Shaq went to college. That's when you made your money. Right. Yeah. Yeah, we all know Shaq made his money in college. <laughs> we all know that. Okay. Well, let's just so I got the mayor of Bismarck crossing my tents. fingers. And then, of course, yeah. I push my luck even more. Do you think you could pick me up some tinfoil, too? <laughs> Now you're asking for two stops, man. Did I ever mention my nickname was Push Your Luck Jason? Push Your Luck Jason. Yeah, that's what, my, that's what my dad called me growing up. Old Push Your Luck Jason here. Well, you better hope he still shows up to hand out potatoes. Well, and I saw on Facebook and uh, LinkedIn, the social media sites. I've heard of those. 
I haven't looked at Instantgram because we don't have an account there yet. Yeah, hold on. I'm going to type this in to Ask Jeeves. What is a LinkedIn? Are you on Ask Jeeves? See, I type in Alta Vista to go to Ask Jeeves to get my Gmail account. Still using my Netscape browser over here, man. Oh, you got a new computer. Uh, Mick Hager from K9 Pipe Inspection and Rogue. They're going to be there at the Bakken Barbecue. Whew, boy, what else do we got going? Oh, so Everything. here's what you're so, working on a banner. You're, you're here's slicing what we have. vegetables. So I've got two <laughs> two kids that I'm trucking from the eastern side, the old Bakken Bridge, really? right? So we've got a couple 15 year old kids okay. that are going to be handing out potatoes from Fargo. So you got labor. Okay? So we got the east side, east side representing. Right. Okay. Okay. We got yeah. We got the, uh, the 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 cowbells rolling up tough at the 701. <laughs> The whole state's yeah, 701. The, 701. <laughs> the whole Fortuna is 701. Okay, Bow Bells right. is 701. Keeps it simple, man. Another town I'm making up is 701, okay? Wait, there's no Bow Town? <laughs> so, all right, so then I've got, I got Frackleberry Hound. Mm-hmm. So three kids, really. All right, then I've got about five coolers... Yeah, where are the kids going to go in this Full vehicle? of food. Oh, wait, there's in more. The, in the coolers, I, I haven't even got... Right? And then I got to take a stop near Tappan. Now okay? That's, that's a made-up place, right? No, ta- no, Tappan is a real place because when you go there, you're all mad because there's only one bar. <laughs> False advertising. <laughs> Sounds like a fun place. So I got to take a turn at Tappan to go to the warehouse. Yeah, okay. Apparently, I'll just... I'll know it. It no, might these, be the only warehouse. <laughs> you're getting the actual directions right, turn, right now. Turn left by the fire... The so when you hit fire. the tap and exit, turn, but turn, turn, not, not right or left, turn. Okay. And then when you hit the get get when you and then when you get to the warehouse, yeah. there's a buzzer, <laughs> <laughs> and then you buzz it, and then Roy will show up. You give him the name Jimmy. It'll, no, Roy will be expecting Roy, me. Roy expecting yeah, me. Okay. I think his name is Roy. All right. I, I don't know at this point because how much of this is legal? I'm not even sure if okay. I'm going to end up at the Bakken barbecue. Yeah, I might end I'll up find you in pieces, harvested. Yeah. in the black market with kidneys. And well, things. you got those kidneys. Well, I did never did have chemo, See? so I, I can go on the black market because I never had chemo. Yeah, there's you got that boy, thick, lustrous hair too, man. You could make a pillow or a coat or something. It's a hell of a mile marker to be in life, isn't it? Right. I'm still available for the black market organ, organ market. Okay. At least I still got that going for me. So I'm somewhere near Tappan in a warehouse. Mm-hmm. I, I, apparently, what I, are you I'm, picking up there? Potato, That's where you're picking a thousand up thousand potatoes. potatoes. You're picking up a thousand potatoes at a warehouse from a guy named Roy. Yeah, this doesn't sound shit. I mean, we might show what up. If you end up getting six liters of vodka because he thought that was the code word. <laughs> we might actually be driving down the interstate. You got Roy's home mash, man. With the, with the kids in back with potatoes up to their necks. Well, they're like we a, just filling the whole yeah. SUV up with potatoes. It's like airbags. Uh, how man. many? How much space do I need for a thousand potatoes? Uh, I I, haven't I, done, I can see this being an interesting moment. We are, who's our in-house engineer? Yeah, uh, that'd Shit. be Frackleberry, I think. <laughs> Well, you got a 15-year-old son, right? He can drive-ish. Do you think Frackleberry could run behind us? Yeah, if you go real slow <laughs> all the way to Bismarck. She could go about 30. Oh, bro. Anyway, so... Okay, there's a lawsuit coming our way right now. 
So we apparently have a few dots and T's to cross, and there's some logistics. We need some oublots yeah, done some, still yeah, here. Need a couple of those oomlots, man. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I'm real curious here. So we got the food. Yeah. You've so here's what we're gonna have. You ready? Thousand potatoes. Two kids. A dog. Your equipment. What else am I? Thinking? Well, I got to bring the equipment yeah, too. Good idea. Bring some equipment. Okay, because we are we are recording. recording there. I mean, I assume as the MC, they provide you with the microphone, or is this like bring your own mic? That I don't have to worry about. Okay, okay. You're set. Um, and then we got Miss Teen North Dakota. I forgot that I asked her to do some interviewing for us. Okay, so you definitely want to take some microphone. Oh, so that her parents want an itinerary and everything. So they got to make that tonight too. Jeez, Louise. All right. Okay. It's just one thing so after another. This is going to be another. a short show, folks. <laughs> so we might, uh, and I don't even know what interview we're going to air in the work hard portion. Right. It's, you know what? Flip a coin, man. If I was smart, I'd just run barbecue recipes. Okay, you got an hour's block of that? That I've done before. Yeah. Alma Cook, of course. We, you know, we've got her. Oh, by the way, I, I think we got to treat her like the rock star she is oh heck yeah so in listen the, to her sing she's so awesome. should we should we get something in the green room for her well like uh, a bowl of m&ms with all the green ones something like out that or something? yeah does just, she have one of those advanced forms where it's like don't look her in the eye don't call her mr nimble you know things like that she has the advanced form of thank you in large letters you know just mm. like extremely grateful for the opportunity yeah. and it's nice that somebody like that is still humble right. or capable of being Well, humble. and that's what makes me want to treat her like a rock star. Well, uh, we got some crude life swag around here, I'm sure. No, yeah, rock star. Okay, not, so not, uh, not, uh, give her a dog? She's been at the bus station, man. <laughs> We're trying to elevate her self-esteem here. Yeah, but that's it's hard for us, dude. We can't see over that ledge to what it looks like when you're cool and you have money, right? I'm like, I don't know, maybe some bubble gum and a hot dog from the gas station? Uh, the potato clock. Here we go. Yeah, it's still wrapped. It's mint in box. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, Overnighted, yeah. wrapped in plastic, and this is going to be green. And you can honestly say it's not a regift, right? You could say, "No, I got this." For How you. quick is this going to end up in landfill? <laughs> that should be the poll that we do. How quick is this green going to end up in the landfill? Okay. So here's what we're going to make. You ready for this? Hit me. We're going to do two types of potatoes. Country okay. and western. We're gonna, well, I believe we have the pounders coming, the big <laughs> pounder <laughs> potatoes. <laughs> and we're going to cut them in half. And then one we're going to do with butter. <laughs> so we're going, to, we're going to actually smoke these. Mm. Got to remember, folks, these are Dapple, barbecue, ESG certified Smoked potatoes of inclusion. The reason that they're dapple barbecue is because it's an actual piece of the dapple pipeline that we are using. The so what are they doing with the pipeline. oil while we use this piece of the pipe? Or? It's on hold. Okay. Okay. It's good. on hold. They got it shut down for the weekend. So, <laughs> oh, and did I forgot to mention because of the protesters mm. that we need to keep away from dapple barbecue. So good. You're going to protest. Right. Dapple barbecue, so good you're going to protest <laughs> and say twice. We've got the ESG security lined up now. Oh, yeah. Somebody leaked the documents on LinkedIn. With the spud gun? With the spud cannon, the you spud are right. It is a cannon. It is a cannon. It's more of a howitzer. It's a bazooka. <laughs> Anti-personnel <laughs> weapon. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, so we're... Well, if you have any leftover potatoes, you let the kids go out and, I don't know, shoot a car or something, you know? 
I I wish we had a little bit of more time. Yeah, it's always that. It's always that. And I wish I could repeat that sentence without screwing it up. <laughs> I added a little extra thing. It's like Freddie Mercury had a little extra teeth in there. Okay, yeah. yes. Which I heard he had extra teeth, and that's really? why he said he sang so well. Wow. You didn't know that? Why? Freddie Mercury from Queen? No, I did not know that. Yeah, apparently wow. he had extra teeth. I knew he had very, like, what I always thought is like kind of like uh, Bugs Bunny teeth. I've always said as far as male vocalists go, okay, Aretha Franklin, it starts and ends right there with females. Yeah, I'd be down with that. Whitney, maybe, but Aretha is just like the whole next level, right? Maybe if Whitney lived another 40 years. It would be like you and me at our best baseball game and then Barry Bonds showing up on his worst. Yeah. Still just kicking our butts, Yeah, before steroids and everything. Anytime. (laughs) Six-year-old Barry Bonds showing up against us now, right? Anyway, but no, Aretha Franklin to me is just like head and shoulders when it comes to powerful, extreme range of voice. For males, you ready for this little sidebar? Yeah, let's hit tangent here. I I get, you know, um, a lot of people will gravitate to like a Steve Perry from Journey. Yeah. Okay, oh, Sherry, and, you know, uh, what's some of the other ones? Uh, Don't Stop Believe. Mm -hmm. He's got some incredible range. ways. Dude's got pipes, right? for sure. Now, for me personally, Freddie Mercury and Meatloaf have always been my choices. Meatloaf had a lot of range. I'll tell you, though, Freddie Mercury, that's the guy where he could sing an opera ballad and turn around and sing a song about Flash Gordon and make it sound like the greatest rock epic you'd ever heard. Well, and that's what we were talking about. My old uh, radio buddy, Brad, who does the voice, the yeah. Sam Elliott guttural voice you hear on here. The crude. Well, he spun records back when you spun records. Yeah, when that's what you did. Right, and cocaine would show up in the record because if you got airplay, you made money. So they'd try to buy off these DJs with cocaine and TVs. And That's funny. My dad was a DJ back then. I'll have to ask him about ask him, that, man. Ask him if he ever got like a little a little veil of cocaine oh, in the man. In the 80s to play some Huey Lewis. I'm sure, right? You know, that's that's tough, you know? (laughs) So so when I was talking to Brad about it was that uh, I used a bicycle, Fat Bottom Girl. Oh, great song. And just the the, the ones that you were mentioning, you know, Mm -hmm. Bohemian Rhapsody. Just the range of songs that Queen had. It was like four bands. Well, they were like... They were almost like scientist musicians. I mean, dudes were like technically brilliant, you know? Right. They would put together weird songs, but it worked. Oh, Bohemian Rhapsody is one of those songs that if you if you stop and think about it, it's it's like how did that how did that get airplay? It's how like did, seven minutes long and it's just weird as hell. How did fat bottom girls one make of my, it? My wife and daughter's favorite song. It's it's tremendous. Yes. It's a bicycle and it's got boom 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 bicycle is the most ridiculous i want to ride my bicycle song. and in fifth sixth grade i thought it was the coolest oh, thing it ever. still is they did the soundtrack for flash gordon they did the soundtrack for the highlander two of the best movies that came out in my childhood and then of course milo for me it was just the fact that he was like an opera singer but rock and so his range was just so remarkable yeah. it's shot now but progressive rock i think prog rock they used to call it you know so you'd have like uh, somebody like a meatloaf or a a yes or an Asia, you know, those kind of like... And I don't even know who would be modern day. Would it be Josh Groban? Groban? I don't know who that is. I mean, I, I'm not even sure. I don't know. Well, I don't think you can make those kind of comparisons anymore, you know, because it's so like, music is so prolific. There's so many good people out there. When we were growing up, it was more funneled. At least what we got to hear. Right, I see. Know? I mean, because to me, in music, Adam Levin comes to mind. Sure. And I, and, eh. 
Well, you know, you know, you can, I mean, really that's the thing. You could, you could spend an hour talking about, like, well, who's one of the best samplers and digital guys? Well, Prince is in that conversation, right? You wouldn't think about it, but Prince, like, revolutionized, like, the synth and the use of samples, beats, things like that, you know? So, yeah, man. Prince is probably one of the most important people in music history because so. of the... Uh, and, and Willie Nelson, too. No kidding. Yeah. Willie Nelson, okay, when I saw Willie Nelson and... It was at the Red Hawks Stadium here, our, oh. lo- our, our local minor league yeah, stadium here. Yeah, ass. So it was, yeah, it was the Bellamy Brothers who opened. Oh, nice. Known as the Reggae Cowboys. Yeah. And I'm not, and well, I, okay, Willie folks, did a reggae album. I don't per- particularly care for country music uh-huh. because the day Icky Bricky Heart hit the airwaves was the day country music died. Yeah, that was pretty horrible okay? for everybody. I'm a Johnny Cash, a Waylon Jennings, mm-hmm. Merrill Haggard, Willie Nelson guy. Mm-hmm. I even like Chris Christopherson. Give me some Chris. But the day that Icky Bricky Heart, which Alabama said no to, mm-hmm. for a reason, Bi- Billy Ray Cyrus said yes to, yeah. and I will still listen to Alabama and all the gold in San Francisco, or what's there? All the gold in California. <laughs> all the gold in California. <laughs> um, but uh, so I, w- I went to it, and I never saw the Bellamy Brothers. Yeah. Never even really heard of them. But I knew Redneck Girl and Old Hippie. Okay. And I didn't recognize really maybe any of the other songs, but they were fabulous. Yeah. They Good. were fantastic. Yeah. Willie. That's a tour group right there. And this was probably the late 90s. I was going to say. so, Early like, 2000s. Uh, so right after his tax troubles or it during was, the tax it was, Yeah, it was right around but either a couple of years before 9-11 okay. or a couple of years after. I can't right. remember. But so it, it, at any rate, um, we saw Willie and he played for three hours. Shh, three hours. Yeah. Okay. And all he was one guy up there, you know, playing and yeah. then he had a band and everything. But at that time... So this is 20 years ago. At least. 20 years ago. At least, man. It's sad to say. He had 2,400 published songs. Gosh, I don't, when, I when, don't when they, doubt it, man. When they introduced him, yeah. they said, the man that's got 24. And I looked at Brad, and he goes, oh, yeah, he sold them for 50 bucks on the street corner mm-hmm. back in the day. So, you know, his name is attached to like 2,400 songs. Yeah. Well, and, you know, Prince you know, shares a lot of that with him where he wrote a tremendous amount of stuff that other people performed. He wrote it for them. Nothing Compares to yeah. You by Sinead O'Connor, which was actually written by Prince. I want to take Prince and Willie Nelson and put them in that fly trele- teleporter thing, you know? And so we come out, we get the Will Prince or the Prince Nelson. Yeah. I've often thought about a Mount Rushmore for different genres of music. So you go to a town and you've mm-hmm. got different areas of town where there's an amphitheater and right above it is that like a Mount Rushmore. Oh, like, nice. Like, the, like country. Yeah. Willie, Waylon, Johnny, Merrill. You ain't going to find anybody to disagree with that when it comes to old school country, are you? No, no. Country man, Disneyland, man. Somebody might say Ray Price, but whatever, man. I get it. agree to disagree. And I, hey, listen, I like, uh, I like the blind guy, too. Uh, what a difference you've made in my life. What's his name? Uh, the blind guy, Ronnie Millsap. There we go. Oh, He's, thank you. Yes. Uh, he... That was one of the best concerts I ever went to. Really? Oh, my God. So I went out on a date. Imagine that. Okay. And she brought me to a Ronnie Millsap concert. Had you ever heard any of this Never stuff? knew anything about it. I guess, again, I didn't know anything right, about this. Yeah. You don't care. You're there for her. That guy was so funny. It was at the Shooting Star Casino. So nice. there was thousand people Maybe. there. Yeah. Intimate, you know. Yeah. He made blind jokes all night long. <laughs> I, I went to What's His Nuts, too, who sings Wichita Lineman. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, George, not George Jones. Uh, Wichita Lineman. 
Uh, I don't know, man. Johnny Lang? No. Ronnie Millsap saying so that what a difference you've made in my life. Glenn Campbell. Glenn Campbell. Thank you. Yes. Uh, Ronnie Millsap. Fantastic. Glenn Campbell, though. So I went to that. Oh, man. That would be cool. And yeah, I went to that. We got we had front row. Nice. uh, When I was with the with the radio station here Mm -hmm. in town. And um, oh, sure. Yeah. I bet you guys got good tickets. Yeah, we had great tickets for that. And so anyway, afterwards, the my boss at the time when I had a boss, he was the MC of the show. So he was the guy who introduced, uh, what was his name again? Glenn Campbell. Glenn Campbell, thank you. He's like the most famous yeah. country singer. <laughs> you Glenn got Campbell. a lot on your brain right now. Man. I know, totally. <laughs> Smokey Robinson will be next. <laughs> and so, okay. It's, and by the way, that's it for country right, music, guys. Now we're moving on to Liberace. I, all I know is Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers, and that's it. I'm officially tapped out when it comes to country. That's a pretty good list. But so the next morning during our, our meeting, uh, Joel comes in. It was Joel Heitkamp. Okay. And he comes in. He's like, he goes, he looks at me. He goes, what'd you think of the show? I said, actually, it was really good. I go, except for the fact he couldn't remember his daughter's name. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, I think he was really drunk. I said, Joel, I think he has Alzheimer's. Oh. I go, I go, Lori and I were talking about that on the yeah. drive home. And she's a huge Glenn Campbell fan. Huge. Yeah. And we were talking about that. And I said, he didn't slur one note. I said, I think he's got Alzheimer's. Two days later, it came out, and he announced he had Alzheimer's. So, Should yeah. play profit, man. There, there we go. Well, it's just, no, being observant at well, that yeah, point. Yeah, seeing it, yeah. Uh, anyway, so it, I don't know how we got down that rabbit know, hole, man, but, but boy. Was a good one. That was well, a- you know, we started with music. We started with the wonderful and the talented Miss Cook that's going to be there. Cook. Alma Cook. She's got such a great voice. Well, and just that name, right? It just sounds like... I actually listened to her lyrics think yesterday. Folk, folk songs. She's a good... She's a great songwriter. Well, you were playing that song, 5,000 Candles, for me. It's an well, awesome She's got song. a... The, the one that we're using to start the show off is called King. Okay. I'll and, to check it out. Man, she's just got great lyrics. I mean, I, I'm, I'm extremely impressed with her talent. I think she's probably a songwriter first, singer second. Mm-hmm. Because... Uh, as a writer, trust me, I know the the lyrics are very difficult. Well, I hope someone's going to be recording. I, huh? I hope someone's going to be recording. Well, I'm sure some yeah. of them will be. Yeah. Tell me about the lyrics. Well, they're just they're just tremendous. Yeah. I, I they're they're you can tell that they're they're like more than, well, they're not Taylor Swift. Okay. Hey, you know, where when Taylor Swift can't cry anymore, that's when she writes. Man, <laughs> she writes about uh, a lot of rhymes, right? <laughs> Of course, first responders, we're going to be honoring them all night as well. I'm still waiting on the stage itinerary, mm-hmm. which I was supposed to get last night. Yeah, but that's cool, man. You walk in blind. You don't need it. It's a well, ch- no, I submitted it. Oh, okay. And then they, they edited it up. They chopped it up, threw it away, and gave me back with another Did one. Did they nix my oil wrestling suggestion? That didn't make it. Damn. No, that didn't make it. Sorry. Okay. Next time, maybe. But my mashed potato wrestling did. Yes! The music featured on the Play Hard, Work Hard Morning Show this week is by Elma Cook, leading up to her performance at the Bakken Barbecue of 5,000 Candles. But before then, she will kick off the night with America the Beautiful. This is Elma Cook. Interested in becoming a sponsor? Email studio at thecrudelife.com. <laughs> Look, you never want to be right, so what you doing up 
Crude Life. Play hard, work hard. Is sponsored in part by Orange Property Management. The origins of Orange Property Management date back to the year 2000 when Fargo native Mike Marcille, an entrepreneur who was living in California, was starting to acquire residential properties in the Bay Area as a little side venture. Fast forward to today, Orange Property Management has grown to 36 full-time employees across 13 communities with a portfolio of over 1,300 residential and commercial units ranging from single-family homes to multi-family apartment Developments. For more information, visit their website, orangeproperties.com. That's orangeproperties.com. The Crude Life. Play hard, work hard. Is sponsored in part by... For more than 100 years, First International Bank and Trust has been headquartered in western North Dakota, home of the Bakken. Our proven record of mineral management, appraisal, and brokerage services is now enhanced by the only Bakken-specific software, Mineral Tracker. Trust First International Mineral and Land Services and Mineral Tracker to protect your interests and help build and preserve a financial legacy for generations to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. Hey folks, Jason Spies with The Crude Life. Did you know about half the trees planted in the last 20 to 30 years have died within the first year? Lack of watering, transplant shock, special interest groups, poor growing conditions are just a few reasons it takes an industry to build a forest, and that is exactly what the industrial forest does. Sustainability sheds, critical pipeline systems are implemented to ensure the forest survives and absorbs carbon for decades to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out theindustrialforest.com. That's theindustrialforest.com. Play hard, work hard. Now, let's play hard. That's what love is like that. Who am I that I would push back? Is that the loving thing? You made a bet for me to lie Welcome back to the Crude Life Morning Show. Play hard, work hard. It is a Thursday night here on this Wednesday edition of the Play Hard, Work Hard Morning Show, which will air Friday morning. Possibly. To be determined. Well, my computer just crashed. You saw that. Yeah, I saw that. So I lost the banner. Now I got to go and redo the banner. Hopefully not all of the banner. Try to get it to the office max printer by... Eight o'clock, uh, yeah. and it's seven now. Okay, no pressure to pick up on the way going through Bismarck tomorrow at eight a.m. But there is news. Good news. You got some good news between segments here. Got a text and a phone call, and a phone call from the very lovely Tiffany Steiner, co-founder of the Bach and Barbecue, who has usurped the mayor. <laughs> usurped. <laughs> Preempted, I think you could say. <laughs> I guess that's probably the better term. <laughs> I was trying to exaggerate a little bit and giving her some more power. Usurped the mayor by picking up our cl- our, our uh, tent of diversity for us. <laughs> you know what? It, it takes now, a village, man. It is now the tent of delegation. It takes a village to bake a potato. You got to delegate that that tent out instead of diversity. It's the tent of delegation so i thank you very much tiffany steiner yes you will be reimbursed <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah bill us 
Um, it's a nonprofit, so right. Oh well, then we've got uh, subsidies coming in, right? That's that fat money federal cake. So can I get Just, a tax write off yeah, now for I this? Think so. <laughs> you are going to be, hey man. This is you. This is tax write off for travel well, I expenses. Got double taxed on the potatoes and get the back end on the nonprofit. Well, okay. So it's just been, that's it's just one of these nice. So here's what we've got going. I've got cherries. I see cherries. I got strawberries. I see strawberries. I got jicama. I'm not even sure what that is. I'll t- is that the, the brown Mexican thing? root? Okay. Root. Gotcha. Root. Hicara. Root. Root. It's rut. like an apple without flavor. God, you sold me, man. Yeah, Woo, it's, it's, sign it's me like, up. It's like all the texture of an apple without, without any, any of the flavor. flavor. It's so good. Wow. But it's ter- terrific with lime. Okay, so it, you use it to, with something else. I'm going to make a jicama slaw. Jicama. I'm going to make a strawberry salsa. Salsa. And I've got five pineapples to make pineapple salsa. Woo. Now, over there, I've got watermelon mm-hmm, for see. my famous. Some juicy ones. Are you ready for that? My famous, world famous. World famous. Watermelon slices. Wait, wait, wait. Is there like I something special in the way cut you cut them into triangles? What? Now, Mind everybody tries to get you an isosceles triangle. Not me. No. Mine are obtuse. You're obtuse. <laughs> I always think of you as being obtuse when it comes to watermelon. <laughs> and what else do we got here? <laughs> you well, just fill them up with tequila, man. I mean, so we've got the... Oh, so here's what we're going to have. We're going to have the smashed spuds of civility, otherwise known as the meat every, the everything meat potato. Everything meat potato. So we're going to go around and we're going to get a piece of everybody's meat. Right. And then we're going to chop up that meat. And then we're going to put the meat in the smash, smash spuds of civility. Oh, sounds awesome. And that's what we're going to serve... I need to find an ice cream scooper like we used to have as thinking, kids. Yeah, or a flat top grill and you can turn it into like a mashed potato. Get, you know, should, like should a, I go get like instant spuds like and a then hash put, browns instant? No, we're not instant. Come on, man. No self-respect in North Dakota and uses instant, instant potatoes. Spuds. What are you crazy? No self-respect in Southerner uses instant grits. Yeah, come on. There's just things you don't do. So we've got sweet potatoes. Mm-hmm. We've got rutabaga. rutabaga. Have you ever had a rutabaga? Uh, thankfully, no. They come waxed. <laughs> Brazilian. They come. So we've got... Uh, I didn't even know if that joke made any sense. No, that landed. That, that was just, perfect. Anyway, so we've got rutabaga. Ah, now I get it. Okay, then we've got... Uh, what else do we got? Anyway, we I got... I see some carrots. I see some peppers. Oh. I see some bags of Doritos. I'm assuming those are for the kids. I see like six different types of onions. So we're going to do a root medley. Nice. So we're going to have... Different, oh, we're going to have all kinds... We're going to be basically the uh, uh, vegetable and fruit... The, the sides. Yeah. You we'll guys, just, just call us the sides. The concentration of condiment, fruit, vegetable is going to be like a black hole, man. It's going to start a singularity at the barbecue. I, I think we're going to be the most popular booth. I bet you'll be talked about. I Well, that yeah, I know. I know you won't. Yeah. And you and saw I, the uh, leaked plans I of did. the spud cannon. I did. I did. It's, uh, it's uh, probably illegal. I like it. I'm toying with something. They don't the tar way. and feather one anybody out there, do they? So tonight, I mean this morning. <laughs> Tomorrow. I mean, <laughs> Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> what day is it? So I'm trying to figure out a gravy barbecue, barbecue. sauce yeah. hybrid 
to put on the potato. I got to believe somebody has put those two together before. So, well, there's a Texas brown gravy. Okay. Okay, which is very much like uh, uh, a ketchup, brown sugar, and drippings of the brisket. Oh, hello. <laughs> I know exactly. You had me at drippings yeah, of brisket. Yeah, you had me at drippings. I didn't even need to know what it was drippings of, man. But it's like four cups. <laughs> oh. When I read the recipe, <laughs> it's like a tablespoon of ketchup, a and, teaspoon and of four the, cups four of, cups of yeah, dude, drippings. I'm getting excited in my chest just hearing this, man. Thumpity thump. So anyway, we we got a little bit of experimentation to do tonight. I got a lot of graphic design work yeah. to do tonight. Yeah. So what do we got for news? <laughs> I don't know, man. Okay, so well, uh, Colorado. Let's. We haven't heard about Colorado in a little while. So this is from the Colorado What's going Sun on with the Colorado Blueprint. Are they tried to figure out something new for us nationwide folks. They have. They have headline. Oh, are they really? I was just being snarky. <laughs> Colorado doesn't want to foot the bill for abandoned oil and gas wells. Here's how it will avoid picking up the tab. Senate Bill 181 told the state to strengthen financial assurance regs. COGCC now wants operators to guarantee the cleanup of each well, and the cost could run to the billions. Okay. So they are regulators in Colorado are looking to avoid a rash of abandoned and unplugged oil and gas wells. They're proposing to increase financial guarantees by operators for each of their wells, a price tag that could add up to billions of dollars. A third wood tick I pulled off me today. Go ahead. check. The draft financial assurance regulations released by the Colorado Oil and Gas Conservation Commission. Now, thanks. I'm scratching. I know. I found one now. So this would cover all 50,000 oil and gas wells in the state and in general require a full cost of plugging financial guarantee of $78,000 for each of a company's wells. Now, up here, isn't the insurance like four or 5,000, right? It's 5,000 to 150,000. Depends on who you are. So the rules take particularly aim at what the commission sees as the greatest risk of abandonment, the state's inactive wells, those shut in, temporarily abandoned, or producing less than a barrel of oil a day, as well as low producing wells yielding less than five barrels a day. Man, if you're out there with just one barrel a day, I feel like, you know, it's like, you go, buddy, you keep at it. So at the heart of this issue is a question on how great a risk these wells pose and whether there are adequate funds to ensure sites are clean and wells are plugged. The industry maintains that the orphan well problem is small in Colorado. Hmm. I'm thinking more and more that these abandoned wells is the bigger picture is they're looking at this as a public subsidy way to transition workers. That's what I'm seeing, at least in is other because, well, yeah, in other regions, yeah. in the Permian and you know, in parts of New Mexico in particular, they're talking more and more about how, well, this is the way we'll keep those guys working. But right, right now. Right. right. They're For, gonna go out and they're gonna cap wells. But, but gonna, there's an expiration date on absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Versus yeah. hey, let's just wait till oil gets at sixty bucks, then our jobs are back. Instead it's okay guys, you got another two years of work. Yeah. And after that, well, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't. We be, gave you two years of work. I'm guessing it's going to be a lot like the people, you know, like the, the Tiffany and the other people that, that we talk to that you know that you know have had to really diversify what they do. I can't believe I have to redo this whole banner. No, is it the whole banner? The whole banner. Freaking! Don't you know how to press Control S? Well, I didn't. How does it not save like a recovery file? Well, you're using Photoshop, so it should, right? It's all online. Oh, man, I hope not. Dude, it looked really nice, this banner. It took them a long time. 
if you can picture this studio. All the potatoes had their thumbs yeah, up. The potatoes that you had the little logo on the chef hat, man. Yeah, it's basically like a mad scientist meets alchemist lab here. You got all the food on one table. You it's got the all the sponsors. Actually, it was all those logos of the sponsors that did me in. Yeah. All right. So okay. So <laughs> basically, Colorado are they going to make the oil companies pay for the abandoned wells, yeah. or is the state going to? What's, so what Colorado currently do? has five hundred and thirty-five what they would define as orphan well sites to remediate with two hundred thirty-nine really? wells to plug. So who's on the hook for them? The rules would also charge companies an annual fee of $200 a well to raise $10 million a year, $10 million a year to deal with orphan wells. And anywhere in the story, does it say that the landowner is responsible for the well? Yes, it says it does. It says the rules would give companies six months to return the wells to either production, increase the bonds on the well to the full cost, which is going to go up or plug them. Operators would have to supply okay, the commission with the second list of wells part to be that plugged. needs. Okay, so it's the second mm-hmm. part, which is increase the bonds to what it would cost to plug yeah. it. Currently, that's the that's the that's the news. Under present bonding requirements, an operator has to post a bond of ten thousand dollars for each well shallower than three thousand feet, twenty thousand for wells deeper than three thousand feet. Or a statewide blanket of sixty thousand for fewer than a hundred wells. That was my next question. Hundred thousand for a hundred or more wells. So they're they're starting to do okay. So they're starting to do blankets now. So then they're going to turn around and say, "Hey, oil company, here's X amount of dollars to go plug it. That's what you got to work with." And this is a, sort of an example. An operator with well, I don't more, like this at all. This is just this. I mean, this has nothing to do with the abandoned wells. What I don't like is how the industry is just allowing the government to run roughshod over them. Man, this is I, I, well, I it really is a tale of two Colorados. You know, oh, it's there, unbelievable. There really is. I mean, you know, we joke about is North that. Face quoted in this story? No, <laughs> but look, this gives you this. This made a kind of sense to me in the set. Like it gave me an example so I could visualize what they're talking about. An operator with more than sixty percent of its wells producing less than five barrels a day falls into what they would call tier three. They'd have to start paying into a fund over the next 10 years to cover each well at a full cost of $78,000. So the people that are producing the least, the smaller operators, are the ones that are going to end up having to probably end up paying the most. They're going to sell. They're going to have to. Yeah, they're going to have to consolidate. And it's another way. Another consolidation. Another consolidation tactic that is going to be favorable for the big guys. Some of these larger operators uh, in Petro Resources. Uh, they operate over 100 wells that would put but some of them uh, would 61% are producing less than five barrels a day. So their bonding would be 7.8 million. That's over the 1.8 million they'd be currently doing. Huh? So yeah, I mean, it's uh, so now we're picking and choosing the rank prejudice of like, okay, well, that that well actually makes money because it puts out a couple barrels a day or something like I don't know. I mean, Sam Bradley, a spokesman for the Small Operator Society, said, quote, this is unfair. Who? Sam Bradley, he's a spokesman for the Small Operator Society, representing 65 small oil companies. He said, quote, this is unfair. Individual wells don't go bankrupt. Operators go bankrupt. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. exactly what I was yeah, saying. See, Just I, what, yeah. they're, they're picking and choosing. Yeah. They don't care if a well's making money. Well, and again, it just seems like the hammer's going to come down on the, on the company and the operator that can least afford to do something about it. Right Th- now. This is such a directional push for consolidation. 
like I mean, that, well, you, that's what Sam Bradley's yeah, saying. You've got to push. You've got the ESG. We got to get Sam Bradley you've, on here. Cool you've got name. the environmental push, right? But now you've got what I'm starting to see. And tell me if I'm totally blind here. But what I'm starting to see is the companies starting to eat themselves, right? That consolidation. Mm-hmm. It's like we better gobble this stuff up so that we're one of the only ones left, and then they have to deal with us. I saw it happen to Egg. I I experienced it in the media. It's a squeeze. Yeah, it's a squeeze, and it's all and, legal. And it's an all it's all legal. Yeah, it's all legal. It's funny, you know, if you ever sit and think about it for just yeah. a second, you know what's legal? Whatever they make the law. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And if you don't like the law, just go find a, a yeah, judge in a county judge, somewhere to exactly. do it. Exactly. Kick it down. My court, my law. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, in one respect this is shocking, and in another, I'm totally not surprised. Not at all. Oh man. All right. Well, I'm just surprised the industry's allowing it. That's why I asked, you know, what's North Face doing? Because in Colorado, the only news that I've seen is coming out of industry mm-hmm. from the Colorado Oil and Gas Association was them pretending they were Saturday Night Live and doing that North Face sketch. The only quote in here and that I, I can now, find. Again, I'm, I'm not going after Liberty. You're, no, you're not going after them individually. No, Liberty, who is a Liberty Oilfield Resources, who's a mm-hmm. private company. Yeah. If they want to go pick a fight with North Face, go nuts. That, that's up to them. But the Colorado Oil and Gas Association, I don't understand why they're not all over this. I don't understand why they're not ahead of this. That's why I'm asking. Well, maybe we should go find out what North Face. The has to only say. quote I can find it's at the absolute last paragraph okay. from Dan Haley, yeah. president of the Colorado well, Oil and Gas in Association, said in a statement, "quote We're hopeful we can end up with a framework that remedies our state's last orphan wells without punishing the committed companies who are operating responsibly." That's about the most tepid response. I, I mean, the small operator guy, his response was like yours, that's spot e- on. That's an email response. That's polished, fine-tuned. That's not, you know. It's been um, processed and massaged through legal and, yeah, spit out like a crappy I, burrito. That's what I've seen a lot of the, a lot of the um, uh, you know, those leadership groups. That's what they've done lately. And I don't, I don't understand why. No. I don't understand why. It's kind of like the climate tax thing. I, I don't get why they haven't come out. And it's the most important tax in the history of the planet it's done be interesting in the next maybe 30 years or so is to go back to this time period a little bit before and obviously after and just like an interactive chart to just watch the companies slowly disappear consolidate move together you know here because you, you've got this like whack-a-mole right you've got another headline here judge blocks biden oil and gas lease pause this is from rig zone a federal judge has blocked Biden administration's suspension of new oil and gas leases on federal land and waters. So this is in the district, Western District of Louisiana. This restrains the administration from implementing the pause on new oil and gas leases on public lands and offshore waters. And it also ordered that the administration would be restrained from implementing the pause with respect to several different lease sales that are for eligible onshore properties. The scope of this injunction is nationwide and will remain in effect pending the final resolution of the case, which, of course, will be appealed, 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 appealed. Yeah. So, you know, you get these things happening in Colorado, which are like almost like a it's just sort of a what do you call it where they just sort of wave the wand and it happens. Right. And then you get these other areas where, you know, legally judges and other systems they are they're fighting back or they're saying no. Native Americans on their reservation have the ability to do this, or they're saying Louisiana has the right to be able to develop their natural resources. They have the right to be able to do what they want with their state property. Uh, 
if I was somebody who was invested really deeply on either side, I'd be like, man, this is attrition. This is nobody getting anywhere, you know? Well, and that's why I go back to a lot of these companies. If they're private companies, they can do whatever they want. And, and I'm not going to become critical of them. I might be snarky and a few sure. other things from time to time. Mm-hmm. If they say one thing and then, of course, don't do the other. Because really, we're not political, but we do mm-hmm. point out the absurdity yeah. in things. And, but where I get to come at is when, when there's shareholders and there's members, well, okay, well, that's different now because the, the, the leadership there, you get paid to take some arrows and slings, buddy. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. what, that's, that's, what, that's why you can get the nice yeah. six-figure salary. Yeah, and, and what we're seeing isn't anybody standing up and fulfilling that leadership role. It's, it's more like they're just kind of like, hear no evil, see no evil, man. What? What was his name? What was the cool guy's name? Oh, Baker? Oh. No, no, the guy with the two first names. Normally, I don't trust men with two first names. <sighs> well, they're, they're usually made up like Shawn Michaels and right, you know, right, okay. Steve oh, Austin, Steve you know. Austin. They're, that, what? You're telling me that was a made-up name? What was Sam the guy? Bradley. Sam Bradley. There we go. Sam Bradley. Small so, Operator Society. Sam, what Sam Bradley's saying is what I've been hearing all over the country, which is if, if you're not part of the top 12... Top ten, yep. top five of of your organization that you pay dues to, you don't get representation anymore. Well, and what Mr. Bradley says too is he's like you're going to end up creating more orphan wells if you're not That's careful. That's exactly right? right. So you're going to squeeze these guys, and then another one pops up. It's can't even get ten thousand dollars for a <laughs> glass of lemonade anymore. All right, what oh, do we got man. next for okay. our news? All right, so all right now I don't know if it's fate. Kismet, whatever you want to call it. But this is from the ABC 13 Eyewitness News from Jackson, Mississippi. Hey, by the way, hmm. are we going to have some Aramco brats, brats at the now, Dapple? See, that I'm sorry, perfect. at the uh, Bakken Barbecue? Aramco brats. Yeah. Aramco brats. Yes, in my stead, since I can't be at the barbecue, we're sending about a dozen Aramco brats, which are unfortunately not made with a real Aramco brats, but, you know, they're probably still pretty good. They're, they're, they're blessed by they're, Aramco. Yes, they're they ESG are, Aramco brat blessed. They are whatever the, uh, the equivalent Aramco would be for kosher, I guess. Yeah. So should we just make them, like, plant-based? Because we'll just stick with that whole theme, because you guys don't allow pork over in Saudi no, Arabia, it's, right? No, that's taboo, man. You had the secret pork shot. We'll do it. All right. So anyway, what what do we got? So from Jackson, Mississippi, here's a headline for you. Bowls of mashed potatoes randomly placed around Jackson, Mississippi. (laughs) What? Yes. Residents of a neighborhood in Jackson, Mississippi are confused by the bowls of mashed potatoes they're finding on their cars, porches, and mailboxes. Resident Jordan Lewis described the Bellhaven neighborhood as a quirky one, with residents decorating road signs and putting Christmas trees in potholes. Sounds like an interesting place already. It's like the burbs, right? So we don't know if someone is just playing a prank or someone is just a lot of leftovers, Lewis said. Uh, but Sebastian Berngard said some residents fear there's a more sinister message behind the potatoes. Some people were thinking maybe the mashed potatoes were poisoned to kill animals, he said, noting that he almost stepped into a bowl of potatoes Tuesday. Almost stepped in them. I didn't taste it, he said. I have a three-second rule, so I didn't touch it, but some people are worried. It's unclear if anyone has eaten the potatoes, and news outlet reports residents haven't alerted law enforcement. Resident Michelle Lynn said some of the potato finders have connections to a local private university, which may be a clue. 
I have to say I'm very happy that uh, Channel 6 News decided that this was newsworthy. Oh, this is brilliant, you know? I mean, I think so, too. Well, I'm, you know, they probably heard you talking about the dapple-smoked, ESG-approved potatoes going on. And they said, hey, let's reach out and find some other potato-related news. You're trending. The potatoes right. are trending. Hashtag double baked. Sorry, I was uh, laying out the banner while you were yeah. doing the news Cogitating. there. Yeah, well, so you're playing catch up, man. So we're we're, we're triple tasking here yeah. because I'm also chopping onions, <laughs> chopping broccoli. That's why you're crying. Hey, chop uh, the broccoli. So, it, what was the mystery? Yeah, they haven't uncovered it. Some people think it might have been for homeless people. Other think, people think it was probably a fraternity or sorority prank. Someone thinks it's for homeless people? Yeah. Like, you're, you're just going to go leave bowls of, of mashed, mashed potatoes, potatoes around? I feel sorry for the guy that almost stepped some, in one, man. Like, like, like what? It's like a bird bath? Just, you, just leave, <laughs> you just leave food in the corner? Well, you know, I've, I've seen like... Homeless people? I, I've seen a, I've seen a, uh, a free book library on a street <laughs> corner, and I've seen a free rock library on a store, but I have not seen a mashed... Now, that's something new. Mashed potatoes? I'm telling you, I, here, here's the idea. Bet those cook up nice in the Mississippi agree, sun, man. Because here, up here in North Dakota, folks... You're in uh, Minnesota, North Dakota. We have free yard libraries. That's right. So you can go and you can get plans and, and you, you basically build an oversized mailbox that's waterproof and you put books in there. Yep. And people can walk by and they walk into your lawn and they take out a book and they put one in and it's basically just a book exchange. Great idea. We got I, one I in our, our uh, neighbor you, at the end of the block put one up. Yo, they, yeah, you guys have it on we your have, block? We've added a couple. We've borrowed one, yeah. I love it. It's a great idea. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a great yeah. idea. And um, is, are we going to do it for homeless people now? With mashed potatoes? Grab those hot boxes from Domino's Pizza? Well, you know, I know that like you're supposed to be able to like take a baby to a, a church at night and they've got like a baby box in some of them where you can like put a baby in a drawer and slide the baby in and they'll pick it up the next morning. Oh my word, what are you talking about? This is about? for real. So I'm wondering if this would work with mashed potatoes. You know, it's like you can just walk down the street and be like, oh look, mashed potato drawer. I, I mean, you get you get a warming drawer going and everything else. And yeah, I mean, who wouldn't trust mashed potatoes in the street in a bowl? <laughs> and that's our news, folks. Music featured on the Play Hard, Work Hard Morning Show this week is by Elma Cook, leading up to her performance at the Bakken Barbecue of 5,000 Candles. But before then, she will kick off the night with America the Beautiful. This is Elma Cook. Interested in becoming a sponsor? Email studio at thecrudelife.com. The Crude Life Play Hard, Work Hard is sponsored in part by Orange Property Management. 
The origins of Orange Property Management date back to the year 2000, when Fargo native Mike Marcel, an entrepreneur who was living in California, was starting to acquire residential properties in the Bay Area as a little side venture. Fast forward to today, Orange Property Management has grown to 36 full-time employees across 13 communities with a portfolio of over 1,300 residential and commercial units ranging from single-family homes to multi-family apartment Developments. For more information, visit their website, orangeproperties.com. That's orangeproperties.com. The Crude Life Play Hard, Work Hard is sponsored in part by. For more than 100 years, First International Bank and Trust has been headquartered in Western North Dakota, home of the Bakken. Our proven record of mineral management, appraisal, and brokerage services is now enhanced by the only Bakken specific software, Mineral Tracker. Trust First International Mineral and Land Services and Mineral Tracker to protect your interests and help build and preserve a financial legacy for generations to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. Hey folks, Jason Spies with The Crude Life. Did you know about half the trees planted in the last 20 to 30 years have died within the first year? Lack of watering, transplant shock, special interest groups, poor growing conditions are just a few reasons it takes an industry to build a forest, and that is exactly what the industrial forest does. Sustainability sheds, critical pipeline systems are implemented to ensure the forest survives and absorbs carbon for decades to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out theindustrialforest.com. That's theindustrialforest.com. Play hard, work hard. Now let's work hard. And welcome back to the Play Hard, Work Hard Morning Show. Jason Spees here with you at the Permian Basin Association of Pipeliners booth here at the shale energy resources 2021 conference and trade show special guest here protectors and associates c charles chalk harris how you doing sir doing fine sir how are you doing today not too bad and uh, he's the other announcer so we've got a couple of <laughs> side duties here charles and myself uh do you need a car moved I needed a car moved, but I'm going to tell you something. It's real great. This is probably one of the best shows we have, and I think they, uh, the Shell Group has done an excellent job, and I think the industry is finally coming back to a true future that we've got. So, Well, it's been, it's been a quite of a show. It's been fun. It's been like old home week for a lot of people, even if they kind of knew each other. Just people have been getting out and kind of feeling nice to get out again and shake some hands and feel okay about it well it's you know the permium out here the people are ready to get out ready to do something ready to have fun and enjoy life and uh, i think this is one reason this is so good and you know you're talking about it it's time it's growing we've got economy coming back industry's picking up and you need to be aware of what's happening and what's going on all right, give your business a plug. Protectors and Associates, what is it you guys are doing? What is it? We're Protectors and Associates Security Service. We're a security service that does oil field, industry, events, and everything. We provide guards, armed guards, unarmed guards, investigations. We do industrial accidents. 
the whole nine yards of security and background checks. We've been around. Most of our people are former law enforcement. We teach and work. The other company is Primary Safety and Health, which is a training company that does all the CPR, first aid, H2S, um, also the hazmat and hazwapper courses. So, you know, this is an industry that is needed in the security industry with, you know, when you can steal a two before now, it's $35 a two before. It's awful hard to lose a load of them at a well site or a building site. So that's what we're out here to reduce the crime and risk. You a former law enforcement officer? You I'm, carry yourself like one. I'm a former lawman. I've been in, in and out of law enforcement since 1973. Got a little leadership in your, in your background, <laughs> did you? Yes, I, I was the constable precinct to Midland County. I've worked with the Midland County Sheriff's Office and throughout. And, you know, we're very lucky to have two great sheriff's offices, Hector County and Midland County out here. They do an excellent job. They work hard together. And, you know, they try to do the best for the communities. You know, I, I, I bring up the, uh, by the way, the Bakken Barbecue is next Friday, and we're going to be honoring first responders all night up on stage. I'm the MC at the Bakken Barbecue. And, we, yes, we do have, like, congressmen, judges, and mayor judges. But the main oh. event, besides, the kids are the main event which oh, for yes. Make-A-Wish, for Make-A-Wish. But this year we're going to honor first responders, and that's kind of a new thing for us to kind of go outside of what the nonprofit Did. fundraiser is. But we felt it was important this year, and primarily, get this, are you ready? Because this, I brought this up in one of the meetings. I said, I think people are going to feel safer by this because coming out of COVID, coming out of everything, if they see that level of security and enforcement and first responders out there being humans again, I think that's going to help a community. What's your thoughts on that? Well, I think you're absolutely right. But let's look at back. Let's go back a year, almost a year and a half now. Look at what happened on one day, 25 miles of an active shooter between Midland and Odessa. We have a great response from the Midland Police Department, Hector County Sheriff's Office, Odessa Police Department, UTPB, DPS, everybody. But it's the type of community we have. We have some great lawmen here. We have them that are dedicated. They believe in our children. They believe in the community. And they're here. It's different than if you get into Chicago and New York where they're talking about defunding. We've got lawmen here that are working a job and are trying to take care of the community, and we need to support them. One of the bigger supporters of law enforcement has passed away was Clady Williams. He did the 200 Club here. And every year he did something to reward the community lawmen. And we've got to respect them because who's going to be there? Who's the first on the scene? Who's there? It's our community law enforcement and first responders. Well, we're going to wrap up here because our interview is lined up here next, and this is an impromptu interview here with Charles Chuck Harris, like chocolate, but chalk. <laughs> uh, and uh, I, I did want to mention, though, and I give you—I I don't know if the law enforcement and the oil and gas industry works together in the same way that the volunteer fire departments do, for example, because different budgetary things. My eyes became extremely wide open about the lack of funding for firefighters in this oh, country. Yes. 
because 85% of our firefighters are volunteer in this country. When I heard that, it about blew my mind. And then you, you said the word constable, and they, what do they make, a nickel a day or a nickel a year? They're very low pay. <laughs> but, you know, something you brought up about a volunteer yes. party fund. You've got several in Ector County. You've got two here, Northeast Volunteer Firemen, Greenwood Fire Department. 85% of the firefighting in the county is done by your volunteer firefighter. The cities don't have many grass rigs, but your grass fires and all of that is handled by the volunteer fire department. So, you know, they're very important. But I'll tell you something. I challenge y'all in this community, next time you see a firefighter, EMS, or lawman, and he's sitting there, buy him a cup of coffee to say thanks to him because we deserve and they deserve everything they get because they're there to protect us. And I'm here to thank the oil and gas industry for buying Jaws of Life oh, and yes. donating all kinds of new EMS equipment and all kinds of acronyms that I don't even know what they they mean, but they cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. Oh, yes. And, I mean, it, like where I'm at in the Bakken, they built roads, okay, to get things done because the government was acting too slow and we're in pain and that sort of thing. So. The oil and gas industry gets things done, and that's why I just want to take a moment and and bring on uh, Protectors and Associate uh, Charles Jock Harris to just talk about a little bit of the work that he's doing, as well as the work the oil and gas industry oh, has yeah. really been doing for law enforcement and the first responders. And you know what? Maybe instead of a cup of coffee, maybe, maybe we can get him a cappuccino. Hey, hey. That's, that's perfect. But I'll tell you something. Without the industry... A lot of these fire departments didn't have it. Exxon has sent them to Fire Academy, bought equipment, everyone, Chevron, all of them. So we have a lot to thank them for as first responders and everybody. So thank you, oil companies. Thank you, the Permium. And we're here to serve and protect. And how have can, a great day. And how can people get in touch with you for some business? Well, if they'll dial 432-618-8947 in Midland, Texas, or look, for Protectors and Associates on www.protectorsandassociates.com. Exclusive interview industry news, environmental innovation at thecrudelife.com. Giving me a heartbeat, making me never want to leave. But let the world judge, cause they don't see. Five thousand candles, five thousand candles burn me right on the light you could endure. Five thousand candles, the music featured on the Play Hard, Work Hard Morning Show this week is by Elma Cook, leading up to her performance at the Bakken Barbecue of 5,000 Candles. But before then, she will kick off the night with America the Beautiful. This is Elma Cook. What did I do because you could love somebody like you? They say you don't so to them small and I won't pretend it don't matter at all. But the matter with the trouble ahead is still over this time that I spent. Sad to be a hold. Nothing you could do to make me go. We'll let the world judge what they don't know. Giving me a heartbeat, making me never Burn 
interested in becoming a sponsor? Email studio at thecrudelife.com. The Crude Life. Play hard, work hard. It's sponsored in part by... Great American Mining monetizes wasted, stranded, and undervalued gas throughout the oil and gas industry by using it as a power generation source for Bitcoin mining. Great American Mining Company brings the market and their expertise to the molecule. Their solutions make producers more efficient and profitable while helping reduce flaring and venting throughout the oil and gas value chain. And if you're a mineral owner, check out how much Bitcoin you could be making right now with your valued gas. Go to GAM.AI. That's Great American Mining, GAM.AI. The Crude Life with host Jason Spees. My name is Jason Spees, and this is the Crude Life Daily Update. On today's episode, we pay tribute to the ninth annual Bakken Barbecue happening this Friday, June 18th. From 4 to 10 p.m. in Dickinson, North Dakota, the Bakken Barbecue has raised over a half a million dollars over the past nine years, which is pretty darn good considering it started with just an idea in the thin blue sky. Speaking of blue, this year the Bakken Barbecue will honor first responders as part of its celebration, as well as singer Elma Cook, U.S. Congressman Kelly Armstrong, North Dakota Superintendent of Public Instruction Kirsten Baszler, the Mayor of Bismarck Steve Bakken, Miss Teen North Dakota Alexandria Garcia will be discussing mental health and much, much more at this year's Bakken Barbecue happening Friday, June 18th at the West River Ice Center in Dickinson, North Dakota. But right now, let's get a barbecue tip from one of the past barbecues. My name is Rusty Paget, cooking uh, pork butts. Yeah, yeah, we were, uh, I was the uh, chef last year. The uh, first year we actually did it, and uh, we came and we cooked a Santa Maria dry rub tri-tip. Ended up taking first place. Santa Maria, what's the significance behind the word Santa Maria in front of dry rub? So uh, Santa, Santa Maria, California is where uh, basically, you know, the tri-tip originated. So the the, uh, the dry rub or the, the, uh, the recipe that we used, actually originated from Santa Maria, California. Okay, see, so you, you know, you got your St. Louis rub, you got your Kansas City rub, which has a little sugar in it. The other one's got a little more vinegar in it. I thought maybe the Santa Marie had, like, wine in it or something. Well, it wouldn't be a bad idea. And that was from the past years at the Bakken Barbecue, but this Friday at the West River Ice Center in Dickinson, North Dakota, the Bakken Barbecue, the ninth annual Bakken Barbecue is happening, folks. You don't want to miss it. My name is Jason Spies. I am the MC and energy ambassador for this year's Bakken Barbecue as well as the host of the Crude Life Daily Update. From the staff here at the Crude Life Daily Update, my name is Jason Spies asking you to always remember, energy is more than an industry, it's a way of life. The Crude Life is sponsored in part by... For more than 100 years, First International Bank and Trust has been headquartered in western North Dakota, home of the Bakken. Our proven record of mineral management, appraisal, and brokerage services is now enhanced by the only Bakken-specific software, Mineral Tracker. Trust First International Mineral and Land Services and Mineral Tracker to protect your interests and help build and preserve a financial legacy for generations to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. Hey folks, Jason Spies with The Crude Life. Did you know about half the trees planted in the last 20 to 30 years have died within the first year? 
lack of watering, transplant shock, special interest groups, poor growing conditions are just a few reasons it takes an industry to build a forest, and that is exactly what the industrial forest does. Sustainability sheds, critical pipeline systems are implemented to ensure the forest survives and absorbs carbon for decades to come. It takes an industry to build a forest. If you're interested in sustainable forests, growing industry jobs, check out the industrialforest.com. That's the industrialforest.com. We're going to do a good old-fashioned Bakken barbecue. Halliburton has been cooking for two days. Uh, they've cooked 2,500 pounds of pork, 800 pounds of sausage, uh, 500 pounds of chicken. So, uh, Everyone's favorite are the fish tacos, but they've got burgers, steaks, salads, I mean, pretty much everything. Hear it on the radio and don't turn it up, brother, in a country, no. I come here and the first experience was, oh, where are all the rigs? Because you have so much country here. If it ain't about whiskey, sipping, guitar, picking, tractors, trailers, trucks, or prison, man, it ain't a country song. In a car, they're in a tent, they're in some other building that's not meant for human habitation. We've actually found people living in haystacks, in uh, grain bins. We found one guy that uh, basically gets shelter in a culvert each night. This was one of those stories where one reporter can't cover. There's too much happening at one time in too many places. If you hear it and it ain't stuck in your head all day. Got a pop back beat and it's sung the wrong way. If you're not making money in the Bakken, you just truly are not thinking hard enough. Brother, it ain't country, no. Looking for a helping hand. Look at the end of your doggone arm. North Dakotans aren't looking over their shoulder for the government to help them. Some furco wearing wannabes producing your stuff. And brother, you ain't country, no. If you can't move to it, groove to it, up and slam some boots to it, party to it all night long. If it ain't about whiskey sipping, guitar picking, tractors, trailers, trucks, or prison, man, it ain't a country song. As long as I'm working, my mom and dad are happy. Okay. <laughs> and a shower. Well, that was always a key, especially going to Thunder Bay. Brother, it ain't country enough. Yeah, and he doesn't like life, I guess. <laughs> well, it starts rocking. Insanity, right? North Dakota, the Bakken Plague. Exclusive interview industry news, environmental innovation at thecrudelife.com. There's a lot of people running them out that don't stay the night, never come through town. And some other people running about that don't take the time to suss you out. Still, some of us every night be making toast to you. Like, isn't it nice that somebody had the presence of mind to speak for you? Let there be light. I know it doesn't make me one of a kind at all. At an opportune time And it doesn't mean I'm one of the guys But I'm great for you Came and open my eyes Still none of us up in the play We don't think enough About the beauty we make It's all work here every day But when the lights go out It's something that I say Sad to behold 
Five thousand candles burning 